0: Welcome to Divine Wellness, a space where women can connect and learn about what is passionate in their hearts, what purpose and mission are they on currently in their careers or in their lifetime. And today we talk to. Deborah Stambula, who is the owner or co owner of Love Flourishes. It is an online coaching service um, and retreat service that teaches people to love again. It's for men, it's for women, it's for couples, how to be and understand a better awareness of their sexuality. In brief, their workshops uh, let's, let's help you open the doors to the life you've dreamed of. Love flourishes, offers a variety of workshops that addresses and includes anywhere you find yourself in life, single, in partnership, all gender. And their goal with all of their workshops is to create a space of integrity, wisdom, and childlike wonder. The goal as coaches uh, with Tracy and with um, Deb is to provide and understand um, love, respect, wisdom. They discuss Tantra uh, and Tantric sex, sexuality and how this happens. It's um, as they work together is that they they share a common goal, each offering a unique perspective a worldwide view on the topic at hand let them guide you in reminding yourself what love can truly look like this is loveflourishes.com. I got to connect finally with Deb as she was returning from uh, some time of solitude up in the Owen Sound area so it's a little choppy and um, I might load the video, but again, that's pretty choppy as well as she was driving. But I look forward into what's going to come in the future, Uh, perhaps uh, some workshops, some online workshops with my community, but also some Northern Ontario retreats of understanding um, the potential of love within yourself. So please join us once again, and thank you for connecting with us at Divine Wellness. Okay, and I'll get it yeah. here. Okay, so we have, uh, I've, I've met you in the Toronto Woman Show, and you and your partner in crime, Tracy, were absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Like, what you guys do is absolutely phenomenal, right? Like, love flourishes. And, and this is a topic on everyone's um, tongue, really pardon the pun yeah uh, <laughs> you know and and so it's it's something that is just amazing so what I'd really like to do today is just uh, briefly uh, give me um, what you guys do what is what is love flourishes what you provide and where can women and men get a hold of you because you know we're in quarantine men and women haven't spent yep. much time together this much might- time together in a long time and to avail fighting there may be other ways to communicate there may be other ways to get to know each other better and uh, i thought it would just be a fantastic opportunity to to do that so you go ahead okay so this is something
1: that's really on our minds um we actually have a retreat scheduled for April 25th we're hopeful that it'll go ahead but in like in all likelihood it won't yeah so we're trying to think of a way to do this in a to do it virtually um I think you're absolutely right our biggest concern you know we just finished uh at the end of the month or the beginning of March um no I'm lying the beginning of February we did a a series of six workshops at a lifestyle event yeah um and so our premise is always we, we use trickery right we give people what they want and then we give them what they need so we went there uh with some you know sort of titillating titles to the workshops in hopes that you know we would get them in on the premise that they'd be learning some new sexual techniques and then During the teachings, we start to teach them the basics of energetics, um, intimacy, communication. It's kind of like, you know, kindergarten kids when we teach them little songs, how to count numbers. And then when they get to grade five and grade six, we say, hey, you remember that song that you learned in kindergarten? We were really doing math. So it was an interesting experience for us because we did, you know, we did give them new technique and teach them a lot of physiology, especially the women, uh, which was sort of surprising to us. How, how little we really do know. Um, I think the biggest takeaway was after we had finished teaching, there were so many people that came up to us with just personal stories of reconnection. And one man in particular came and thanked us. He said, you know, after we did, he, he and his partner had done um, a class on, we called it celebrating soft dawn. They went back to the room to practice and, uh, he said it was the first time that she had surrendered to him like completely and allowed herself to be vulnerable and she had a very powerful experience so much so that you know it affected both of them deeply and he said I don't know what would have happened if we wouldn't have been here said because we were headed for divorce and it goes now I feel like we have hope
0: that's amazing Uh, and that's incredible yeah
1: so you know, this is what the work that we created, the workshop around, or the, the retreat around. Um, and more recently, you know, we were, I came in from Tampa about a week ago and ended up spending the evening with a very close friend who I know for years, you know, they've had their ups and downs in their marriage, um, but I don't usually get the opportunity to to him alone. And on the drive home from the concert he opened up and he started talking about um, how difficult it's been because she has health challenges and she's not feeling super positive about the way she looks and the way she feels
0: and well this is a common theme that's a huge it, we
1: hear it all the, all the time and so I started to talk to him about how he's not a safe person for her right now because her expectation is that any sort of touch is an invitation to sex and so she doesn't want him to touch her at all and he just wants to have intimacy with her not necessarily the act of intercourse Mm -hmm. so i talked we spent an at least an hour talking about how he can become safe with her again. And his willingness to do that. And I said, you know, that just means that, you know, there's no sex for possibly months until you reestablish that connection with her so that she starts to come back to her body and starts to trust you and you have to wait until she's ready. And even beyond that, you know, at the point where her body is saying yes, you have to be able to say to her, no, not yet.
0: That's amazing.
1: He, you know, I, I gave him some techniques. I gave him some, you know, scenarios to run with her, you know, around, you know, she likes to have her feet massaged. I said, well, have you ever, you know, rubbed her head? And he said, well, no, I've never done that. And I said, well, it feels really good, doesn't it? And he said, yeah, I really like it. And I said, okay, so these are the spots. Um, We talked a little bit about, um, so we have a practice called sacred spot massage, which is actually a a healing ritual for women around um, trauma that they've experienced with men. And we all have it. Um, And it's, it's a moment where the men show up as heroes for us and uh, it's intimate touch in a healing way and it gives a woman the opportunity to say no um often loudly um it's a safe place for us to have tears and not have a man try to fix the problem but just be there and tell us i'm here for you You call me um so you know I gave him sort of the little pieces of that around you know when she you know eventually when she begins to trust him and she wants she will feel sexual you know you have to be able to say to her no this is strictly for you I'm not taking from you I will give you pleasure but I'm not going to take pleasure and I'm not going to demand pleasure so you're not going to touch me I'm not going to take off my underwear we are not having intercourse, but you can have as much pleasure as you desire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Um, so those so, are so those are the
0: those you're talking those about the, in your workshops, right? Those are tools that you present in your workshops.
1: Yes, um, that particular practice is more advanced. But you know, after having that discussion with him, and you know, now we're on this this you know self-isolation we know that there's going to be challenges with people being with each other who really don't like each other yeah Um true or or men i'm going to use men because it's typically the way that we see it men who are oblivious to the resentment that the their wives or their partners are carrying yeah you know, they're going to be bored. They're, wanting, they're going to want to get off. They're going to want to see it as an opportunity. And women are going to shut down more than they've already shut down. You know, they're, it's going to be tense. So, you know, we're working on a way to um, offer virtual programming where we can start to teach them how to reconnect yeah. in an intimate way, creating arousal without PIB. Penis yeah. And vagina yeah it's it's a great time it's a great opportunity for people to figure out where they're going in the relationship you know yeah figure it out you're either going to get through this and um split up or you're going to get through this and you can have you have the opportunity to have the intimacy that you had in the beginning
0: Amazing. It's, it's so true. It's so true. So where can people find you? Like what is your website?
1: So the website is loveflourishes.com. Um, It's, it's, it's only been up since January. We're working on right now is getting, getting the workshops up online. We're working on this virtual thing right now um, and how we can make it work. Um, I run a speed date event and a couple's date night. In Toronto, uh, we can't do them right now because it's personal contact. But we did the speed date event online on Saturday night. Um, the guy who created the program, guy, uh, has developed a way to do it through Zoom and bra- into going into little breakoff rooms. But it's really oh,
0: complicated. Super complicated.
1: It's he can do it because he's really smart and he's really fast. Um, so Tracy and I, I think are going to try to work on a way to, to do something similar where couples can come in um, and we can teach them kind of basic tantra massage techniques, basic breath techniques that they can take, not just for the two of them, but also into, you know, this situation. I think a lot of people are suffering from anxiety. Yeah. Depression depression already. And, you know, medication is great, but they're just not going to get it at this point. And so they need to find holistic, organic ways to to deal with the anxiety. And, you know, I think a lot of the problems with yoga and meditation is that um, for the people who really need it, they need the science behind it. Like, why is breathing going to help me? You know? big deal so I'm breathing so what we want to do is uh teach them you know about the vagus nerve and the connection between you know how you've got two branches of it basically touching all of your organs and by breathing you can change from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system Um, slow down your heart when you slow down your heart your body automatically relaxes it's it's in automatic response you don't even need to think about it all you need to do is learn how to breathe, learn how to, <laughs> breathe and learn how to quiet your mind amazing so we think that by teaching them the science they are more likely to try it they're more likely to be successful at it and then once they've learned how to complete breathe or diaphragmatic breathing then we can take them into you know, the, 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 everything scaffolds, right? So each breath technique builds upon the next. Yeah. And when you combine the breathing with yeah. eye gazing, yeah. which is a very vulnerable, intimate experience, and we do it a lot when we're first in relationship because, you know, we can't help but want to stare at this magnificent human that has come into our life. But the more familiar we get with each other, we don't do it anymore. Yeah. And we can tell each other so many things without words just by looking at each other.
0: It's true. Very true. And so it's, it's
1: the simple things like that that we, we
0: can take. So, t- so t- just t- give me a brief, t- brief little, that brief that
1: little,
0: d- give me a brief, uh, understanding because not you've said Tantra a couple of times what for those who don't know what is Tantra what is Tantra sex or Tantra method okay that's a
1: good question um, so Tantra so Tantra is huge it's a huge um, subject there it's thousands of years old there are you know million different lineages um but basically it's one so in yoga there's eight different practices. Mm-hmm. So you do the regular yoga that most everybody knows. Then there's karmic yoga. I won't go through all of them, but there's eight different distinct types. Tantra is one of them. One of them. Tantra, Tantra is the yoga of energy, connection and love. It's it's heavily steeped in ritual and ceremony, but it's all about harnessing sexual energy so all of the other uh yogas talk about energy and chakras but tantra specifically devotes its practice to accessing sexual energy so masculine feminine energy not necessarily fucking but the two masculine feminine energies that we all carry so masculine ener- when we're in our masculine energy we're focused we're yep. uh directed we're logical It's kind of like left brain, right brain, right? When we're in our feminine energy, we're being creative, we're being nurturing, we're being expansive, um, we're dancing. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you have both. Yeah. You You can access both. And so the goal of Tantra is to, you can either do it solo, which is called white Tantra, or you can do it Partnered, which is called Red Tantra. And when we're practicing Red Tantra, we want to combine those two energies so create balance. So we're not both in our masculine and we're not both in our feminine, but one is leading and one is following. One is giving, one is receiving. And when we're doing that and we're conscious of where our energy is in our body, we can do a bunch of things. We can heal each other so we can move blocks of energy. Of what you see when you're doing thermography, where the energy blocks are, Um, we can create more energy so that we can have bigger orgastic experiences. And the goal of having the orgastic experience is to go out into the oneness. So, in terms of Christian religion, you know, to go to heaven without dying, so that you go to the place where the souls live, where we all come from. Um, For us, it's the collective. So it's where all knowledge is held, where all human experience is held. And we believe that when you're there, you can get downloads of information, come back into your body and have an awareness or a knowing that you didn't have before you go. So when you hear about musicians and authors who, you know, will often say, I don't know where it came from. It just wrote itself. Yes. That's that experience of going out into, you know, in a meditative state, going out into the oneness, getting the information and bringing it back. Amazing. Um, so we can also manifest by combining energies and setting an intention. Um, it's called sexual alchemy. And you can bring in what you want in your life. Um, it's also meant to be an intimate practice so that you can have a deeper experience with your partner. Where, and this actually happens, time actually stops. So, when people talk about having, you know, intimate experiences that last for four, five, seven hours, they do, but time almost folds over on itself. So, you look at the clock and it feels like 10 minutes have passed and it's been yeah. hours. Mm-hmm and it is actually the experience of you know coming as one into somebody else's body there's no him and her anymore or her and her or him and him right right you're mm-hmm. one being it's pretty
0: amazing um That's incredible yeah we- and you must have you know with with the different people that you've run through the different that have participated in the different programs uh, throughout the world um, it must just be so breathtaking to see their uh, lives change personally and um, in, in their in their marriages in their lives in their careers with their families like what an honor to be part of the of a change a really yeah massive change for women and for men because relationships are are, are so important right communication is yeah. so um and just being able to break through those limiting beliefs that we have already set in place or what the limiting beliefs of our uh, religions or what our communities or what our generations have, um, have taught us. And that's the biggest step of all, not even just for body image and not even just for uh, the roles of male and female, but our own sexuality is important because we are created to procreate. We are created for this, right? And um, it's so, it's very hard. It's very hard. And I know that many women don't talk about it. Many men don't talk about it. And, no. and there needs to be that open door of communication for people to break through these limiting beliefs. right? And uh, I really honestly look forward to creating a, a, a workshop or a weekend here in the Sudbury area once all of this crazy settles down. Um, and just be able to provide this because I know many women that I've spoken to um, are interested. This is a hot topic. This is something that um, when pe- when women or men go through menopausal changes, this all changes. Everything changes. And there's still need- there still needs to be a, set, a sense of intimacy without having intercourse. And there still needs yep. to be intimacy when there's injury or when there's... Uh, yes you're recovering from illness, or even if you are suffering from illness right now, there is still a sense of intimacy that still needs to happen to, to help people heal. And, Absolutely. If, and no one knows what, what they can do, what they say, what they can offer. Um, you know, other than trying to be the caretaker, right. Or the fixer. Or the provider thing roles that they feel obligated to do rather than finding it to be a pleasure to do it's it's sad it's a it's a huge so, uh, you know what we
1: one of the things that we've learned is that um, you know there's a different there we do a lot of body work, somatic body work, and um, we do a lot of work around trauma, and people sort of have a very narrow vision of what trauma is. They consider trauma, the big, you know, people think about trauma when you, we define shock trauma, something that's catastrophic, instantaneous, causes PTSD, you know, yeah. all those sort of things. But, you know, there's, there's varying degrees of trauma, and for us, we believe that you know the very first trauma perpetuated on us is almost like a cultural or a societal trauma, and it's our first sexual experience with ourselves. So you know we're taught, you know, the very first time we masturbate, we do it in secret. We do it um, quickly. Um, usually, it's very uh, you know clitoral or penis centric, and we experience shame afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, logically, we can know something different, but the body gets entrained. And the more that we repeat the behavior, the more that is the experience of the body. So it is it any wonder that when we actually begin to have sexual experiences with another human being, this is what we bring. And so... You know, when you started talking about masturbation the other day on Facebook, I was like, you go, Dana. Like, it's time. It's time that we just say, hey, it's okay. Listen, yeah. this is what feels really good. Um, one of the things, like I was saying, that we found when we were doing the workshops was we created this one exercise where. Hey! Oh, we wanted, what are you? Yeah, you know my mom winded Oh, sorry. We wanted. Let's go down we wanted the couples to understand that we all have the same uh, arousal tissue so we did comparisons between you know this is what it is in the man this is you know this is the the, uh, frenulum is actually the clitoris men have clitoral legs we have clitoral legs like we went through the whole thing then we had the women close their eyes and we started asking them you know who knows where their clitoris is? If you do, put up your hand. And we wow. had the men keep their eyes open. And we went through things like Bartholin glands, Skene's gland, gland uh, clitoral legs, your shaft, your hood. And we were surprised at how little women know about their own bodies. Yeah. And I think it was it it was good for the men to see that women really don't know any more than they do.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And so, you know, then we talked about how we can't put the onus for our sexual pleasure on men. How do we expect them to know what to do when we don't know what to do? Right. And one of the things that we shared with them is, you know, while Tracy and I were creating the workshop, we actually did it. So we were, you know, we, when we're together, we co-sleep. We don't, we're not lovers, but we share bed. Because we just feel more comfortable sleeping with a partner, and so we're working on the, the workshop, and so we're talking about different ways to touch. And I'm like, "Well, I've never tried that," and she's like, "Well, I never tried it either." So we're like, "Okay, let's try it." So we started touching ourselves, body, and it was like, "Why can't we? Why can't we do this? Like, why can't we teach?" Hello? No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Why can't we teach other women how to do this? Like, why is it wrong? Why do we feel in our bodies that that's wrong? I wouldn't. Nobody would feel wrong if I said, oh, it feels really good when I scratch my head like this or I tap it like this. But it's wrong if I say to you, oh, you know what feels really good is if you press your lips together like this. You know? Why does it have to be like that? Why can't we start to... Um, create a normative around our genitals the way we have around the rest of our body.
0: It's true, right? It's an interesting perspective. I'm just going to move to a separate room. You're good. Okay, I just have someone on the uh, my Seaquicks resting and relaxing from all the stress. So, but yeah, I was uh, speaking to another girlfriend uh, today. Oh, yesterday. And uh, that's exactly what we were discussing, like um, because different faiths have different understandings and what becomes addictive, like if people, if a person has an addiction problem, sex can become an addiction. And that's where, Absolutely. The problem, that's where the problem lies because they're not addressing the true core of the addiction. So yeah, sure, they're, they're not drinking or they're not doing yep. drugs, they just resort to something else, and yep, for yep. for women and men, it's understanding and educating them that you haven't really resolved the main issue. And or um, and my question, you know, even from a religious aspect, from a Christian aspect, was how you know when does it cross the line? Or if you've never had the opportunity to marry or have a partner. Um, and there's women and men that they're desperate to find a relationship that have not found their soulmate. How does that work? Because they're not supposed to, right? So it's a really, really interesting topic, which I'm sure I'll dig into again, another time, but, um, but these are the questions she goes, you're right. I've never, I've never asked that I'm, I'm, I'm divorced. So I've made that choice right? And I've just, I'm on, God has her on doing something else. And that's okay. But there's many women who have never had a partner, who have never been blessed to do that. So where does that leave them? And God made us perfect human beings. And he made us in his image. And that's the way we're built, right? It's it's hard.
1: He also, he gave us a clitoris. And it's the only organ in the body that's specifically created for pleasure yeah so if he didn't mean for us to have it why did he give it to us
0: yeah it's a good question it's a hard question right so yeah well amazing so you guys have your resort uh, re- uh, hopefully at the end of april uh your retreat and i know that you and i have been talking about something here in sudbury for later and uh once yes. everything calms down, but do you have? You're just setting up your courses online now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to figure out how we can
1: um, do it online. Yeah. Um, teach it online and how we market it, because the problem right. is with the what we're running into is because of the nature of the content. You know, we can't we can't advertise on Facebook. Right. Um, right. We we can do Google Ads, we can do um, emailings, but unless we've partnered with somebody like you who's, you know, got got a ready-made audience, right? Um, it's a challenge.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that um, I've tried to connect you with a few different people, so hopefully, and then nothing happens in an instant. It's all in, all in good time. That's right. It all happens when it's supposed to happen. When it's supposed to happen. So I think that's yeah. amazing. So your all your information is available on Facebook on Love Flourishes. And I'll attach that into uh, the, the notes for this and the notes for the podcast. And I just, you know, I know that this is a topic that we are going to talk about again. We are not going to, you know, because I find it so fascinating. And I have, you know, in my work, and in my, um, even in my nutrition coaching, right? So I'm, I'm mind body, nutrition, spirit, mind body. Um, getting women to touch their breast, even to do breast massages, right, or to take care of self care with their body is a really issue because no one touches their breasts, which is basic. So never mind the rest of the goods. But um, yeah, so I just I thought, you know, when I met you girls. I thought it was, you know, incredible. It was timely, and I really look forward to the opportunities that lay before us for um, for people across Ontario, and especially even for people in northern Ontario, because it even becomes more remote, and the services become less, and you know, um, or it becomes and they're more more secluded, so there are more challenges. Not yeah. for the faint of heart, not for the faint of heart, so.
1: No, and I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of blessings that come out of this nightmare. And yeah. I think one of them is going to be that we, we we have to be creative in how we interact because we're social beings. Yeah. And the thing I'm excited about is, you know, it's it's forcing us to create this programming online. And once it's available, it's portable and we yeah. can access you know, communities like Owen Sound, like North Bay, like Sudbury, all these places where there's great need, but you know, it's it's difficult to go to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. And oh I just Oh no, dear, that, thank you. Oh it's my pleasure. And good luck with your partner getting across the border and traveling and safe journey and uh and good luck to you as well happy and you safe traveling and thank uh, you thank you so much for spending this time with me and i'm we will talk again
1: yeah i would really like to talk and, and actually hear more about what it is you want so that we can create something that works for yeah, you yeah
0: yeah and i think that once i reach out to my community of women it's really what kind of asking what they would like like what are they looking for as well um because there's a need. I know there's a need. Many women have talked with me. So, uh, really hunker down and ask those questions. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. We'll be be blessed. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. you. Bye.
1: And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay,
0: yes. Thank you so
1: much. Bye bye.
0: Wow what an episode and I thank you so much for joining us if you want more information from Deb and her team it's loveflourishes.com and if you want to know about my community and what I talk about um, please join me at divinewellness.ca or divine wellness um, on Facebook you guys have a beautiful and glorious day today thank you